listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Goldseth. Okay, Thanksgiving has happened. And, and it's Christmas time. Almost. Almost. Almost Christmas time. Advent <laughs> is right around the corner, and there are some really neat events happening here in the Midwest that we want to share with you today. And we'll get to those in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. There is a lot of history right here in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And we're in the St. Louis area. If you go just about an hour, hour and a half south of here, there is a lot of history. And we're going to talk about some of that history actually in the new year with Dr. McKenzie about all of the churches and some of the early settlers in that area. Joining us today, Trish Ertzfeld. She is with Perry County Heritage Tourism and here to share with us about the Christmas Country Church Tour that is taking place. It's been going on for over 15 years. I think we're looking at 18 years now. Trish, welcome to the Coffee Hour. Thank you so much for having me. We are excited to talk about the Christmas Country Church Tour taking place now. I I believe before we started, before we went on air today, you mentioned this is year number 18 or 19? It is. It's it's our 18th year. We started in 2005. Back in 2005, they had six churches that started out. And over the years, we have steadily increased. When I came on in 2016, we bumped up to 22 churches. And I am happy to say that last year and this year, we will both have 37 churches that will be on our tour. So we're super excited about everything that they bring to our tour. That is a lot of churches to go visit and sounds super exciting. We're going to get to the details of that in just a second. But what is, first, what is unique about the history of Perry County, the surrounding areas? Why is, why is this even a thing? Well, I think what is unique is our culture and our traditions during the holiday season. And it really all goes back to our immigrations. We have, you know, Our immigrations go back to the 1830s, the 1820s, and we just see that in our churches that have been here. All of our churches, except for three, are over 100 years old. And these are the buildings. These aren't the congregations. And of those that are over 100 years old, we have three that are over 200 years old. So when you get back The people that you're going to meet at these churches, your greeters, when you come in, they've been coming to these churches for two, three, four generations. I mean, it's, it's a part of their, their life. You know, the churches are, which brings in the community, the culture. You might have grandma's homemade cookies at the refreshment table, you know, things like that. And they just really love to share all of that. So share with us, you mentioned this started with six congregations, six six churches, and now has grown to over 30. Tell us a little bit about how it has grown over time. What, Where did the idea begin for those six churches to invite people in to come see what was happening around this time of year? Yeah. So in 2005, a lovely lady named Mary Jane Buckeye, Mary Jane belongs to the, the Apple Creek Catholic Church. It was the first one of the six churches. Mary Jane had the ideal that, you know, the churches are all decorated lovingly by their congregation members and stuff. And and she thought, everyone does so much for their churches. Wouldn't it be nice to go and see what other churches have? Because we are kind of 
we're kind of creatures that we we go to our church and only our church. Boom. If we're Catholic, what does the Lutheran church look like? Or what does the Presbyterian church look like? These are our neighbors. These are our friends and family. But it doesn't necessarily mean that we get to go into their house of worship regularly and stuff. And so what a great ideal to have an open house where you could go into these churches and see how they decorate and, and you know, just the beauty behind everything. And so we had uh, six churches in uh, 2005. The next year, it bumped up to 14 churches. So, you know, it grew quite a bit just in one year. And then over the years, we've just steadily increased to 24 and 25 and 26 churches. And then we bumped up in 2016 to 33 churches and and. Right before the pandemic in 2019, we actually had 39 churches. So we're still building back. We're thrilled that we have 37 beautiful churches. And and these are everything I describe. These are rural country churches, but they're everything from what I consider a little house in the prairie type church, a one room white clad building, all the way up to brick and mortar masterpieces with our national shrine. And so you really, you run the gambit of meek and humble all the way up to, you know, glorious and beautiful and, and over the top kind of stuff. Give us an idea of what people are going to experience. You've mentioned cookies already, which is definitely a selling point. Also just the beautiful decorations, the different architecture. What are some of the things that people are going to experience on this tour? Yeah. So we talk about the architecture. We talk about you know, our steeples, our bells. We talk about, we have one church that most of us imagine churches as having pews. We have some churches that have chairs. Pleasant Grove Baptist Church was built in 1907. It's one of their stories. They they ordered these wooden back chairs out of a catalog and they were shipped by riverboat and they were unloaded at a local landing, Point Rest Landing, and then they were brought by buckboard and horse um, to the new church. And they were so proud of these chairs, and the chairs are still there today, even though the churches had closed in the 1960s. So the, the church tour is one day out of the year that they open this church up for people to come in and just experience the, the humbleness behind this church. But we have refreshments. We have greeters that are willing to and happily talk about their communities and and how they they celebrated Christmas over the over the years and stuff. We have music. We have we have choirs. We have instrumentals. We have just music with the organs and stuff. So we get a lot of different types of music and stuff. And I always tell everyone. It's not the great, amazing race. We want you to go into these churches and just spend as much time as you would like at each one of these sites before you go visit another one, because it's going to be unique in its own right as well. It is. I've had the chance to participate in it a a number of years, and it is really neat, Um, especially when it's, you know, cool weather and you're just going from place to place, maybe mm-hmm. having some hot cocoa or cookies and just enjoying the the opportunity to visit and enjoy great music. Uh, I know you said, you mentioned choirs. I know the Perry County Lutheran Chorale is going to be at uh, 
at one of the congregations on Friday evening. We didn't even mention the dates yet. We should probably <laughs> mention the dates of this country church tour. Yeah, so the the 18th annual Christmas Country Church Tour is going to be December the 14th and 15th. It is a two-day event. It starts at 2 p.m. and runs to 9 p.m. each night. And, and like you were saying, there, there's more than just the churches. It's, it's a cultural event. So we also have um, uh, the National Shrine and the Lutheran Heritage Center have nativity collections. The Lutheran Heritage Center also has a wonderful, beautiful Christmas tree exhibit of over 50 themed Christmas trees. They're, they're beautifully decorated. You wouldn't want to miss that. We have live nativity. So Friday, the Saxon Lutheran Memorial has a live nativity. And also the Caney Fork Baptist Church in Oak Ridge. Both nights, they have a live nativity from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. But we have music, we have animals, we have collections. I mean, there's a lot to spark anyone's interest when it comes to the holidays. Sounds like a really great time. And what do people need to know to come visit? If someone wants to drive down or over or up at two o'clock and stay until nine, what are some of the things people need to know? Some amenities for, I don't know, dinner, people want to make a whole trip out of it. What are those details for people? Right. So the first thing we want them to know is that this is a free event. There are no tickets to buy, no reservations to make. You just load up your car with family and friends and you get a hold of a map. We have maps available on our website at visitperrycounty.com. You can also find them at the um, Perryville Welcome Center. And you can call us as well, and we can we can get that in the mail for you. The churches do have them available at their sites. So if you can get to one church, you can get a hold of a map. But we suggest that you get a map, kind of draw out your own customized route. Just pick out a few churches and go from one church to the other. Uh, everyone's willing to help you find the next church to them. And we work very well together that way. And just put in some Christmas music, bring your camera. People love to take pictures. We have, we have several churches that will be happy to tell you where to go. Having participated in the past, it is a lot of fun just to load up the car, as she, as Trish said, put on some Christmas music, maybe even bring some hot cocoa in the car while you're traveling. Ooh. Now, if you're not familiar with country roads, <laughs> you might want to familiar, familiarize yourself with some of the routes, uh -huh. as Trish said, and you know, map out your route, know where you want to go. But it's okay to get a little lost on the route too, <laughs> visiting from site to site. And having a, a map is, is certainly useful. GPS, it's gotten better over the years. <laughs> it has, it has. And so have the addresses of some of these churches. When we started out, some of these churches didn't even have addresses. The community just knows where they're at. So yeah, we've we've come a long way on that. But yes, do get a map and make you a little bit of an itinerary. Plan your lunch. Come into the communities and, and eat at a local restaurant. Maybe do a little pre-shopping before 2 o'clock. And then be ready to enjoy everything that the church tour has to offer. Some of our places do have a few gift shops. So take advantage of something locally made. And, and then just plan for yourself somewhere to eat dinner. 
or grab you some snacks, throw them in the car, put in some Christmas music, and and just enjoy each each location that you visit. And if you're a history buff, mm. there's a lot of history on this tour as well. Now, since there are over 30 churches, you certainly cannot do it in one night. Even if you go from 2 p.m. till 9 p.m., you still sure, can't hit all of the work. sites in one <laughs> night. You could do two nights, two afternoons, two evenings. You could, I don't know, has anybody successfully done all of the churches? So 37 churches is doable in both days. But I always tell people this is not the great, amazing right. race. And the whole, the whole point of even starting this was just to get people to slow down a little bit, do some reflection, have some quality time with friends and family, and just really recognize the reason of the season. But we do have those that get really excited and want to try to get to as many locations as they can. Take in the history. So Old McKendry and Jackson is the oldest Presbyterian church west of the Mississippi. We have Apple Creek Presbyterian Church, which is in Pocahontas. It's the third oldest Presbyterian church west of the Mississippi. This church doesn't even have electric. So when you go into that, you're going to smell a wood stove. You're going to have lamps that light your way. They, they don't even have the option of plugging in anything there. We had the Brazaw Presbyterian Church located in Brazaw. It just celebrated its 200th anniversary, and they have a wonderful Civil War slave history in that church where the slaves used to come and attend that church there. So they got some remarkable history there. If you go to the Kaskaskia Immaculate Conception Church in Kaskaskia, Illinois, this, you will see their fifth church building. And this one is still over 100 years old. But what's unique about this one is it was never it was taken down brick by brick and brought to the location that you're going to see it at and put back together. And it's their fifth church, and it's still over 100 years old. The wow. altar... The altar there is made of two solid pieces of wood that were carved. It's absolutely gorgeous. And the painting behind the altar dates back to the 16th century. So there's so much rich history. We just really want you to kind of take a little time and kind of capture some of that. Very good. How can we find the information, find a map uh, as well? What's the, the website again? Website is visitperrycounty.com. Thank you so much, Trish, for spending some time with us this morning on the Coffee Hour again, coming up December 14th and 15th. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Coffee Hour. Thank you. We appreciate it. You are listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon.